I'm not gonna lie, bro. When the U.S. is in the World Cup, that's the only time I'll ever be patriotic. As fuck, bro. Because <laughs> that shit is funny. All right, all right, all right. Pay attention. We're gonna teach you something real special. Real special today. This is two coins. Two coins. Two coins. My boy Wally. Wally. Then Ronnie. Then Ronnie. Wherever you're at, we're at. Showing two sides of the same coin. Let me know what y'all think. Two coins. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter today. And welcome finally back to the Two Coin Podcast. It's your boy Ronnie. And I'm your brother Waleed, the other side of the coin. Today's episode is brought to you by Phil's Coffee. Drink that motherfucker black, no sugar. Man, and use a paper towel to, you know what I mean, filter it out. Who needs a, who needs a real filter? <laughs> hey, come on, man. That's too much detail, dog. Why you guys <laughs> Anyways. But, man, we back. You know what I mean? Which y'all thought, y'all thought we forgot about this? You thought we was just about to stop potting? You, you was partially right, but not exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? You no, know, we back here, you know? Hey man, like we say, with all the old, all like the last what six episodes, yeah, just life, man. Trying to coordinate, do all that, but you know we better here. late than never. Shit, but never late is better. Hey, no, that's right, <laughs> boys. <laughs> yeah, but um, shit, let's get right into it, bro. <laughs> what are we getting into, man? Shit, Brittany Griner traded for Victor Bout Boot Boot Victor Boot Victor Boot. We the U.S. made a prisoner swap. For a WNBA superstar, yeah, for the Merchant of Death, the Merchant of Death. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, bro. It, so it goes. It, it, it's two sided for me. Touch. You know what I mean? Like, she should not have gotten fucked with the. You know what I mean? Getting arrested over there. Yeah. But then on the other side of that is like, what the fuck you doing carrying weed to Russia? And hey, I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, bro, you can't just walk willy nilly. Oh, fucking. It's not like you flying from fucking L.A. to the Bay or, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you're going to the former Soviet Union. Like, <laughs> right. And then on top of that, I also see that, like, you know what I mean? The Russian government probably saw this as an opportunity. Like, oh, we can use her as an example and who knows what we can get out of it. Putin was doing the Birdman hand rub. Bro. <laughs> as soon as they her. He like, shit, bro. She got weed on her. Yeah. We getting Victor and, back. And we about to slide up in Ukraine. <laughs> oh, say less, boy. <laughs> say less. But nah, in all seriousness, uh, she got fucked with the, you know what I mean? For those of y'all that don't know, Brittany Griner, she carried weed overseas to Russia. Why was she in Russia? Because the WNBA doesn't make too much money. Why don't they make too much money? Not too many people watch the WNBA. They're great players. They got skills. Like, I'm not even trying to make this a joke, but you it's know what I mean? They just don't get paid enough, and she's uh, she has no choice but to go overseas You know overseas what I mean? Play a lot of season. WNBA players got to go overseas and play. Yeah. So, now she's in Russia. Now that she's in Russia, she decides to bring some weed with her. She gets detained at the airport. And she's been she's been what do you call she's been under cut or uh, under their custody since what 2020 2021 it's been a year yeah i think yeah like 9 months or some shit like that like, so, like early this year or like late last year late last yeah, yeah so then they ended up she ended up going to trial out there and then they gave her 9 years yeah. which 9 years in a russian fucking work camp i can't even imagine bro she was off bro, you know she was off the radar for at least like Two three months, like yeah. they didn't they didn't even know what camp they, they were had her in a labor camp, bro. But they didn't know which labor camp they had her at. Yeah. They weren't giving that kind of information out. But anyways, Victor Bout, he's um, a former arms dealer, illegal who, arms dealer, underground black market arms dealer to like rebel groups and that part terrorist groups and shit like that. But yeah, so he had uh, you know what I mean he got a re- um, he got extradited in two thousand eight, I believe. And was sentenced to what twenty four years. He served twelve, a little over twelve of those after his sentencing. And yeah, so it's just crazy to think like. And I know a lot of people are saying like, "Damn, bro, this is it's not a fair trade." 
which by no means it is. Like, you know what I mean? One dude is supplying, what yeah. do you call one dude supplying guns to the fucking terrorist groups. The other person supplying buckets to other women. <laughs> like, yeah, but then it's like, bro, okay, I get it. It's not a fair trade. Says fucking Joe Know It All, <laughs> on a couch eating popcorn, right? Nah, facts. That's who's saying it's not a fair trade. So we don't listen to those motherfuckers. But the actual legitimate argument that it's a f- fair trade or not fair trade. First of all, these are people's lives we're talking about. That part. This isn't a fucking NBA transaction, <laughs> and. Another thing is like number one, like I don't think they would have went ahead with the prisoner swap if they had any other choice. You know yeah. what I mean? If they had a choice to bring her home without doing a prison swap, like it wouldn't have happened. You know what the crazy but, like I think the, the Russian government just put their foot down because they do have a war going on. Yeah. And I don't know this I don't know what type of chess moves are being played, but it's either I would imagine it either came down to okay, leave her there to Serve nine years, yeah. which is fucked. If that happens, number one, not only for her and her family and her life, her livelihood, yeah. but number two, it sounds shitty, but like from like a political point of view, like Joe Biden, he's in office right now, right? Yeah. How bad does that look, like PR wise? Uh, bro, that looks horrible. If he leaves uh, an LGBTQ like African American woman overseas in Russia and just ignores her and disposes of her, like, yeah, it's the right thing to do to bring her home, but it would have it would have been horrible for him, like. Had he kept her there. And, like, we're in the middle of, like, midterm elections and shit like that. That shouldn't matter, but, like... It does. It does play a part in it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I and mean, number three is, like, bro, like, nine years, like, they're just purposefully being ridiculous. And it's, like, the people that are saying it's a, it's a fair trade. So, I was like, what do you suggest then? Like, just leave her there for nine years? Like, be for real. I mean, bro, then you got to think about this, though. Like, I, like, let me play devil's advocate real quick, right? You saying nine years isn't fair. Think about how many people that are serving 20 to life over weed charges. That's true. You know what I mean? That's so true. then now it's just like, does this start a new precedent for the fact that, you know what I mean, the U.S. made a whole ass trade for somebody who got caught with weed overseas. Now, do we got to go through and start releasing the people who are locked up now in our own country Yes. for these same weed charges? I'd like, say yes. I, I agree with that part. I'm, I'm, I'm with it, too. But, I'm but, just, my, but my thing is, like, don't leave her there. And then the justification is, well, we got everybody else locked up here, so she should be locked up over there, too. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. no, 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 let's free her because... The reason why her case is getting a lot of publicity is because, I hate to break it to you, she's a public figure. Fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the only reason. And so, okay, bring her home first. This is a highly publicized case. And then we can work on everything. I, we should free everybody who's in jail yeah. for drug charges that Minor are drug charges. insane. Like, people are getting 20 years for just, like, traffic stop type shit. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, that's wrong. And we should do something about that for sure. I mean, bro, especially when you think about, like... Br- have you seen like the mud water commercials? No. So mud, bro. This is these are actual commercials like on YouTube. I've seen. Uh, I mean, YouTube is the TV now, but uh, like either that or like fucking um, like you know like what do you call Hulu ads and stuff. So mud water, pretty much, it's um, it's a shroom based coffee and powder and drink like daily like vitamins. Is you know what I mean? Like a microdosed, a microdosed version. You know okay. what I mean? So I bring all that. I'll bring all that to say, like, going back to, like, we talking about, like, releasing people with minor drug charges and shit like that. Like, bro, if we're really out here already, like, there's so many companies making money off weed, shrooms, psychedelics, and it's becoming, like, a popular thing. We got to go back and reevaluate everybody that got locked up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, corporate. Like, I'm not saying, like, ah, shit, release all the cocaine dealers and shit, you know what I mean? But free the homies, but you know what I mean? Yeah, and I was like, minor drug charges, like, get those motherfuckers out of there. You got them in the same cell block as, like... Child rapists and shit like that. Like, bro, like, come on, man. Like, these motherfuckers do not deserve 
that shit. And there's a lot of people in there for that, bro. And it's crazy because once like once you get into that system, you stuck in that cycle, bro. Cause like what a lot of people don't realize is like, well, damn, all right, you go in for a small charge, right? But then now it's like somebody tests you in here. What are you gonna do? Be a bitch? And then now you end up having to do some shit, catch on additional time. Yeah, I mean, in prison. You know, you, you you know what I mean? Yeah. So now it's like, like you said, you just, you got stopped for a fucking minor violation. And the next thing you know, it's like, you've been in for 10 years. And that's the sad part. Like when, even when they release these people, like a lot of them, it's going to take a while for them to be psychologically stable enough to like. Psychologically stable. Then, you know what I mean? They on probation for years. I mean, shit, if you're coming out of fucking prison, you on parole for years, then you go off, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like a. And any violation while you, you know what I mean? While you get out, right after you get out. You could easily just get sent back in, so it's fucked. Yeah, no, they really got to reevaluate, uh, reevaluate all of the people that's uh, locked up for these. Uh, hey, charges. speaking of that, this is this is an interesting topic though. How for how many years now have we been seeing a whole bunch of like fucked up news related headlines like regarding Russia? Bro, I want to say time. at least like the past 12, 13 maybe. So tell that me, I can that I can remember. Tell me this, right? We got the World Cup going on right now. Tell right? me why. Ain't nothing but a <laughs> but, Slight uh, humor, slight humor. Salute to the Backstreet Brothers. I go lie, that's like a low key dope name. The Backstreet Brothers. That's B two K. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Yo, part that part though. I'm not gonna lie. Like you're not lying. <laughs> uh, what were we? What were we talking about? Um, you were about to say Russia, Russia all fucked the, up headlines, yada, yada yada yada. Right? We got the World Cup right now in Qatar. Like it's actively happening right now. Like for years leading up to it, and even now, the dialogue around it has been, um, you know, the abuse of migrant workers and what it took to build those stadiums. Which I get it is completely fucked up, and is a blemish, right? Yeah. But the amount of vitriol that the state of Qatar is getting versus the amount of hate that Russia didn't receive in 2018 when they hosted the World Cup. Like, how many migrant workers died in Russia for the World Cup, too? A whole fucking lot. Hey, but you know, this, so this is what I'll say with that, right? The thing with Russia, Russia is so big, one, like, landmass-wise, they have such a huge population, and they got, they're such a huge superpower in terms of, like, all the major countries that, like, what the fuck are you really going to tell them? It's like, people can pick on a small little, you know what I mean, a state or a country like Qatar. But it's like, why though? Like, I mean, bro, it's the same. But it's like so blatantly obvious. Like, nobody's going to support you bashing. To me, bro, like, I, I completely disagree with the whole um, treatment of migrant workers and what it took to build the stadiums. But you also got to realize, as fucked up as it is, like, in, like, the Gulf states, like, the, the UAE, Qatar, Saudi Arabia specifically, yeah. that shit is common practice. And it was common practice from, like, when they were owned by the British, it just continued for like 40, 50 years I mean, bro, we can down even... the road. But it's just like you can point to any big project in Saudi Arabia or the UAE or Qatar, not just this one, right? They hosted the Asian Games. Like, fucking, there's a lot of projects construction wise that are happening in Saudi Arabia that are getting praised in the West, but they're being built the same way. Yeah. That the World Cup stadiums were being built. So it's like the just level of hate is just like unbalanced. And yeah. it's like there's like, Reports out there that Russia committed human rights abuses too in 2018, but you don't hear about it, even though they're fucking essentially an enemy of the state. You know? Yeah. I mean, bro. Even think about it this way. Think like when uh, when China hosted the Olympics. Yeah. You don't think all like all those stadiums and all that shit was built off of migrant work, migrant labor? Exactly, bro. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, man. So, and then even outside of that, like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel what you're saying, bro. I just think like the people are just picking and choosing who they want to gang up on. Because I think also the media probably also understands like, damn, bro, you go after Russia. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. But what you said, like, is, is like perfect because like, yeah, they're a small nation, but they also have a lot of power and influence. And the rest of them don't like that shit. Yeah. And they're not ready to like embrace, you know, Qatar coming out as like a, a powerful fucking country, which, yeah. which, which is what they are, really. Not facts. Like, especially after this World Cup now, like they have a lot of power and influence. Tiny little, the, the size of Connecticut, bro. Yeah. Like to me, like, I don't know. I've watched every World Cup since 2006. This is the best one by far. Yeah. I mean, shit, for more reasons than one, but yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, like, there's, you know, the limitation of, like, the sale of alcohol and things like that. Uh, Which is also nuts, bro. Like, how do you expect people to just watch a World Cup soccer match in the arena and not be drunk? No, no, that's the thing. Like, they don't have it in the arena, but, like, at the quote-unquote fan zones where they're televising the games and they yeah. have shuttles going back and forth to the stadiums. They have fucking drinks there. They have drinks at the hotels. The motherfuckers are drunk. But it's like, the reason why they're not selling drinks at the stadiums is A, because not in their culture, and B, it's to prevent, like, brawls and shit that happen at every World Cup. There's been no major incidents of fighting or anything at, at the World Cup. Cup. And if you go on YouTube, you could watch, like, interviews of people on the ground from, like, different nations, especially, like, the British people. Yeah. There's a lot of British motherfuckers that just go there for the World Cup. yeah. Nothing but positive things that they're saying about the experience there. Damn. Shit. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Take with that info what you will, but we could use that as a little segue here. I mean, shit. I mean, the next segue was going to be shout out to Morocco, bro. Hey, salute to Morocco. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's go. They, they represent man. for all of fucking Africa and the Arab world, bro. That's the last one left. Yeah, bro. And it's crazy, bro, because I like... Because, uh, what was it? They just beat uh, Portugal... And it was Spain right before. Both, I'm not gonna both lie. good teams. Powerhouses, bro. Was not even expecting that. You know what I mean? Not only that, the group stage, they were arguably in the toughest group of the whole competition. The group stage that they were in, they had Croatia in their group, was still alive. Yeah. They had Belgium in their group. And they had Canada. Canada's not really a slouch. They're the best team in North America. Yeah. So yeah. and they finished at the top of that group, bro. And then kept it pushing. They've held clean sheets, which is like basically like um when when you don't allow the other team to score a goal. They end up with a nil score. Oh, damn. They held clean right. sheets for every game except for one, and that one was an own goal, which is kind of like a fuck up by them. Wait, which one was that? Was that the It was in the one? group stage against Canada. They gave up an own goal. Damn. And they still won the game. <laughs> and other than that, though, like, they, like nobody's been able to score on them. Yeah. They got the best defense out of all the remaining teams in the World Cup. Easily. I'm, I mean, bro, this next one's going to be hard, though, man. It's I mean, but be. people said that about fucking Portugal, bro, and people said that about Spain. So it's just like, I don't know. I would not be surprised if we see Morocco in the finals. Based on what I saw just on the field from the group stage, I was like, okay, realistically, Morocco, they, they can beat Spain. They can hang, and they can beat Portugal. But, but France know. is a different fucking animal, bro. Yeah. France is... <laughs> hey, besides Mbappe, who else do they got on that team? Uh, Antoine Griezmann. Okay. And then they got fucking... Um, this Clearly, dude. y'all can tell I only watch soccer during the World Cup. They got this... <laughs> <laughs> they're missing. They're missing like three of their best players, and they're still fucking elite, bro. Why injuries? Yeah. Um, so two players that won the World Cup with them in 2018. You know Pogba. Yeah. And uh, Ngolo Kante. They they they're uh, they're both injured. Damn. And Benzema, who's like the best, best French player in the world, basically. He's like, injured too. He's, he's injured. But then like they got some dude in the midfield named Chuameni, who's like uh, uh, he plays for Real Madrid. He's only like 21. 
God damn. They got Mbappe up there. They got Dembele, who was only like 24, 25. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Dembele plays for Barcelona. He played with Messi, and he's hella fucking good. Well, Fun damn. fact, you know Dembele's wife is actually Moroccan? Oh, wow. That's <laughs> awkward. Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah. She's probably <laughs> over here in a Moroccan jersey. Because, <laughs> see, that's the thing with, like, you know what I mean? Because you know how it is with, like, regular sports teams and stuff like that. Whatever sport it is, people can usually... You know, oh, okay, my husband plays for this team or my family supports this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can move. But with, like, the World Cup, it's just like, damn, your husband plays for the French team, but you're Moroccan. It's like yeah, national it's pride like, at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it should be interesting, man. Or it's like you got to lie to somebody. Either your family or your husband getting lied to. <laughs> man, I mean, shit, somebody. <laughs> I was about to say, shit, what you think about, uh, what you, what you think it does for Messi's legacy if Argentina fucks around and wins this? Yeah, we were just talking about this, but like without question, he becomes the greatest of all time, like of any generation. He becomes the greatest player to ever kick a soccer ball. There's yeah. people that will argue, and they have a valid point, that even without the award, he still could could should be considered that. The greatest, yeah. Because if just just like the eye test alone, right? You yeah. watch nobody can get past like multiple defenders like Messi can. Nobody has the ball on a string. Like think about how hard it is to fucking kick a ball, bro. Yeah. To have that much control over it, like he'd be dribbling it like a fucking like basketball, basketball on his feet. <laughs> He just get past any defender, juke out the goalie, and just fucking... Like, we've never seen nobody do no shit like that, and we probably never will. Yeah, like a once in a like lifetime. Like, he's a fucking alien. And he, like, he's had more club success than any other player, basically. So if he gets the World Cup, that's the only thing keeping him apart from, like, Diego Maradona, who's, like, the other GOAT, him and, like, Pele. But Maradona's an Argentinian, too. Yeah. And that's, like, the ghost that he's chasing, basically. Well, wasn't, Mar- uh, wasn't Maradona, like... Wasn't he the one that had the whole hand of God incident? Yeah. Yeah. My dad, I never saw Maradona. My dad always told me about how great Maradona was. He was like their favorite player. Like, yeah. Like everybody viewed him like fucking Jesus, basically. <laughs> the Jesus <laughs> like of the soccer every field. Kid everywhere looked up to Maradona. Man. Nah, that's crazy. It's going to be wild. Bro, hey, another thing. Um, I just found out about this. Uh, what was it the other day? I want to say this was on Sunday. Sunday or Saturday? I think it was Sunday. But um, this kid, Raul Rojas Jr., Became the youngest UFC fighter to win his debut. This dude's a senior in high school. Damn. Nobody better be fucking with him trying to steal his lunch money. Bro, like imagine, imagine, think about that. You a senior in high school, you just won your debut in the uh, in the UFC in the octagon. My boy about to get back and get lit. <laughs> and then now you got to also think like that, bro. No high schoolers fucking with him. <laughs> nobody, nobody. You know, like Imagine just... the one dude that's hating on him watching this match, watching this eighteen year old whooping the fuck out of. I think the old boy that he ended up fighting was like what uh, in his mid twenties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you big dog at the high school now. You know what I mean? But yeah, no. Shout out to Rahul Rojas, bro. That mo. That was was that a, like uh, one of the fights leading up to the the main card that they had? Yeah, it wasn't party pimblet. <laughs> Wait, oh, is that was that the main the yeah. main card? Fucking British dude with the wig. Oh yeah, <laughs> who clearly did you see that shit? I didn't. I didn't watch the that. Fight. I only watched the old boys fight. Somebody had it streaming on their phone. UFC. The, the main event was UFC two eighty four. You're right. It was on Saturday night. But yeah, there's like famous UFC fighter. His name's Patty Pimblet. He has like a heavy, heavy like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Patty Pimblet. Like be for real. I'm whooping a nigga named Patty Pimblet's ass. Like, <laughs> hey yo, this is my homie Patty. <laughs> But anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm being facetious. But nah, he has like a heavy ass fucking North England or whatever accent. And I can't understand shit that comes out of this man's mouth. <laughs> but um, he's a good fighter. 
like all jokes aside. Yeah. But uh, he got washed in in his fight against this dude named Josh Gordon, American. Okay. He got, <laughs> he got handled, and decision was like unanimous decision. Patty yeah. Pimblet won. <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry, that name was just having me dying. Right. Like, he was <laughs> like Patty Pimblet. Patty Pimblet. You know what's crazy? That probably doesn't sound as crazy in his accent and if you're from like where he's from. Yeah. But like he's from like the Liverpool area of England. Damn, okay, okay. Yeah. But that accent is crazy, my guy. It sounds like Irish. Bro, speaking of fighters, man. I know this was a while back, but Izzy, bro. Yeah, bro. Catching that L, man. That was, that was a psychological L. It was, bro. Like that shit was sad, man, especially cuz that's what his third loss to, bro. Tell the people what we're talking about again. Um, Israel Adesanya UFC fight. Israel Adesanya fucking. Um, I think it was like a month ago he fought. So his record was like a lot of wins and one loss. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to say his record because I don't know what it is off the top of my head. But like, he won like 98 percent of his fights, and he's considered one of the best pound for pound fighters in the UFC. His one loss came to some dude who, his name is escaping my mind. But I think it's Al- yeah. I think it's Alex Pereira. Ar- yep, Alex Pereira. His one loss came to him a few years ago. And then now that he's at a stage in his career where he's like one of the best fighters, he's like, all right, g- give me that man again. That man pulled up, <laughs> washed and, him again. But see, no, the crazy thing is, is with the... Um, he got knocked out, right? Yeah, he got yeah. knocked out in the fifth round, though. That's like... If like, he would have just, just like hung tight, just held his up, he would have he won by decision. Like, so with Alex, so Alex Pereira, he, he beat him two times in, uh, when, they, when uh, Izzy used to be a kickboxer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, both of them. I think the first uh, one of them was one of them was by knockout, bro. He fucking kicked the fuck out of him. Izzy was just on his ass. The other one was I think by decision. So then, um, yeah. So one was decision. The other one was a KO. And um, yeah, bro. So this dude already was two and zero against him. And then now this is the first time that they fought in the MMA in the octagon. By the end of the fight, you could see in Izzy's eyes like, oh shit. <laughs> but you not nah, because you got to also think, bro. Like the first four rounds. Like, Izzy just kept going. I think he had, because I'm mean, i not even, I think, bro. Everybody knew it. Like, he had too much pride keeping him from fighting properly. You know what I mean? Facts. Like, he be thinking he Floyd, bro. Like, the defensive stances he gets into. <laughs> like, he spends way too much time filling out the opponent. Like, bro, just, you got to just go in, dog. Yeah. It, he, he, he was looking to, he was looking for that, looking for that exclamation. You know what I mean? But yeah, he do, he do got a little bit of an ego. Facts, bro. He for sure do. But then now that's 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 why it's just like damn, bro. Like, if y'all fight again, this is gonna be your first win against this guy. He's gonna have to fight him again. I mean, for sure in the MMA, because you know what I mean. But like, and now put it this way, right? Even if Izzy fights him two more times, right? That'd be a you know what I mean. They'd have three matches in the UFC, and Izzy wins the next two. He's two and one in the UFC. This dude still got two more wins on him in kickboxing. Yeah. So yeah, overall yeah. in life, I'm still up three two with Izzy, bro. <laughs> Like you know what I mean? Like that's a psychological fucking. You could see it in dude's face. Like he wanted to take his lunch money. Man, like you not see me. Like I don't care about your record. <laughs> like, you know. But hey, man, Izzy still the goat. One of the goats, in my opinion, man. I fuck with that boy. Yeah. But, Salute uh, to the UFC, man. Like it's becoming bigger. It it's is. almost having like the the global reach that that uh, football is. Yeah. I, I mean, shit, bro. I would say it's having it's it's starting to get there. I feel like it's always had that because you got to think the UFC is like the oldest sport in America. In America, <laughs> well, wow, that's such a Western response in human. Uh, what do you call in human history? Is only American, <laughs> didn't you know, bro? <laughs> but not nah, in human history, fighting is like the oldest uh, oldest sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So it's, it's the like, most primitive, basic form of competition that we've been doing ever since we were like fucking primates. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like it's what makes you human. Every human being Gets wants to see a fight, and every I guess dude wants to fight in some capacity. You know, yeah. so <laughs> it's just but, in our basic nature, dog. But nah, yeah. So like, I definitely agree with that, bro. Like it's it's starting to. More and more, it's becoming more of a household thing. At least, probably, I would say in the last like five to six years, yeah, I'm noticing a lot more people are in the, you know what I mean, the UFC. The yeah. say, like it's almost to the same way people are into boxing. Yeah, dude. Like I compared it to, to football, which is soccer, but like it, it has like football has like the ability to drag people out of poverty from all over the globe and bring them together. Yeah. In one place, like that's what boxing is doing too. Like all these fuck, I mean UFC, yeah. like all these famous UFC fighters, like that are at the top right now. Fucking, they're all from overseas. Think about yeah, Francis and Ganu, bro. Like he had to fucking trek through the Sahara to <laughs> to get to the UFC. Fucking, uh, <laughs> that's a different kind of Kamzat Chimaev and fucking uh, all these dudes out of Russia. Fucking got it out the mud, bro. Yeah, everybody that's a fighter for real got it out the mud, and it's like they have that one thing that unites them. So. I mean, and also you got to think, bro. Just like, just like with football, all you need is just a ball. You know yeah. what I mean? That's all you need. With yeah. with you with fighting, all you need is your hands. All you need is these hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every other sport, like you know what I mean. You need a bunch of other shit. Granted, it's like I'd say basketball would be like the one right after it, where it's just like right, as long as you have something to shoot into. Whether it's like a trash can or that's why everybody considers golf such a pussy ass sport. You need all this fucking equipment, bro. You need all this land, <laughs> you know all these I mean? fucking resources, just to swig a ball, just to hit a ball and go pick and it up get, and hit it again, and then get pissed off because you're fucked up. It's like you got three other people behind you trying to fucking play the hole. <laughs> hey, it's easy to judge until you fucking try it. I'm oh, facts, bro. <laughs> but yeah, nah. So yeah, man. Shit. Shout out to Izzy. I forgot where it's going. Shout with out that. to Izzy, bro. You know who else? I mean, shit. I feel like you gonna get mad at this, but. Shout out to Zion, bro, for that reverse windmill dunk. I actually I support it, even though I'm a Suns fan. I, I'm like them niggas are sl- <laughs> cornballs for that. Man, so for those of y'all that don't know what we talking about, you, you want to let them know? Or you want me to? So the Phoenix Suns, who I'm sure nobody gives a single shit about, we're playing the <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans, who I'm also sure nobody gives a single shit about. In New Orleans, like a couple of days ago, <laughs> in Naula. There's always been this thing in the NBA that's always been lame to me, where it's just like if a team is losing by double digits and like. The game is like 20 seconds away or whatever from being over. Yeah. The losing team doesn't want the winning team to showboat or add extra points on the board. And then some <laughs> niggas will try to act like they're about to start a fight even though they, they're not going to fight. Yeah. Trying to prove a point. It's like, bro, just go home and take your L. <laughs> so the team that I support, the Phoenix Suns, were on the losing end of the game and decided to pull that fuck shit after Zion hit a reverse dunk at home. Like, who do you think you are, bro? Get these niggas up out of here. And it was campaign leading the front. Like, be for real. If I see campaign, I'm just laughing in his face. Hey, man, shout out to campaign. Westbrook's little baby dancer. But, uh, hey, campaign's low-key nice for y'all, but, yeah, nah. I still want him off the team. <laughs> and I, I, I want Shamit off the team. I have a lot of, I have a lot of complaints about the Phoenix Suns. We're just going to leave that for another time. Yeah. I mean, shout out to the NBA, though, bro. It's a good season. A lot of good, bro. It's whatever, bro. We locked in on the World Cup right now. Bro. We worried about all that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. As far hey, I'm not gonna lie. This is the only year that I've been fucking stoked <laughs> just to watch basketball. Yeah, because are finally winning games. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, fucking uh, shout out to my security team, bro. Over at SP2, these motherfuckers hate every single time I fucking walk in. First day, it ain't even like, what's up, y'all? Hey, man, you see my calves? <laughs> like, oh, brother, this. Guy. <laughs> 
But that is just man. They're Warriors fans, bro. They everything but Cavs fans. Yeah. What are the Cavs fan you know but me? <laughs> <laughs> like, so, bro, uh, I'm, I'm ready to hear about Cleveland sports. Mad, but yeah, nah. So it's a it's a good time for. So to the Cavs. I like I like those black jerseys, bro. Them shits is bad. I like our new. Uh, you seen the white ones? Just the whole the whole like jersey court design. Everything is like upgraded. It looks nice. Bro, if I'm LeBron, I'm kind of like, damn, <laughs> y'all got all this help for all your stars. Where the fuck was my help when I was their age? I don't know, man. You, you, you might you may be able to make some shake in L.A. still. Who, fucking LeBron? They're kind of turning it around a little bit. That's cute. Did I fucking set my lineup? God damn it. Fantasy so that basketball. Was <laughs> God damn bro, I can't afford to take it on the L. Anyway, keep going. Nah, I'm, I'm, bro, put it this way. They're not getting past the Nuggets. They're not getting past the Warriors. I'd be surprised if they get it past y'all, and by y'all I mean the Suns. <laughs> they just might. Um, and I'm trying to think, like, bro, if they end up seeing the Pelicans, I did set my lineup for good. <laughs> <laughs> if they end up seeing the Pelicans in the playoffs, that's gonna be a problem. Pelicans are watching everybody. Pelicans Celtics finals, I'm calling it, or, Pel- or Pel- uh, Pelicans Cavs. <laughs> I was like, fuck the Celtics. We beat them twice already, bro. The Cavs are. I mean, the Celtics are a defensive juggernaut. Though. That's cute. We beat them twice already. <laughs> The oh, all yeah, bro. We beat them twice oh, already. We only got six losses, bro. Literally, the only team that I'm worried about is the Bucks. Like, if we don't have, they'd have me shivering me timbers, bro. Like to keep it a buck with you, if we if <laughs> as <laughs> as much as I bro, as much as I love Mobley, bro, like future superstar. Without Jared Allen, we not we're not making a fucking playoff run, dude. Mobley, like. Jared Allen is Mobley's mentor. Literally. He's to Mobley what uh, Ricky Rubio was to Garland. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's going it, it, to be interesting. But. I feel like, yeah, come playoff time, Jared Allen's definitely going to be the more reliable <laughs> front court player. I mean, bro, Jared Allen's the third best center in the league. Yeah. But that's not to say Evan Mobley sucks. It's just like, that's just the pro- that's just It's the second comes year. with being young. This dude is 20 years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And sometimes I got to check myself. I'm over here like, dude, give me 25 and 15. Garland, I don't think he'll have a problem in the playoffs. Like, At all. He like, had his, bro, he's had enough losses and fuck-ups this season, last season, closing out games. Like, as lo- Plus, he's like one of them point guards who's like pass-first playmaker, but also an elite scorer. Yeah. Those types of guards always play even better in the playoffs. Facts. John Wall, Chris Paul, uh, all the Steve alls. Nash, uh, <laughs> Jason Kidd. Yeah, uh, he's he's a, he's of that archetype. Too. Ricky Rubio, just based on skill. So yeah, r- prime Ricky Rubio, twenty twelve. Fucking Rubio. Conley. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep, yep. So, they all play way better in the playoffs. But it's gonna be interesting, man. Hey, little last thing I want to talk about. You know what I mean? We are wrapping up at the end of this year. Hey, I can't wait for Uncle Murder's twenty twenty two wrap up. It's gonna be seventy five percent Kanye. But that was that was that was off tangent. Speak, uh, damn! I didn't even think about that, bro. You want to talk about your boy? We can save that for next time. There's, there's, there'll be plenty of time to talk about Kanye. Kanye probably gonna do some new fuck shit later. Yeah, get you involved, <laughs> get you get you thinking about that shit. And I'm but still nah. I'm still play shit from graduation. Oh, facts. <laughs> anyway, bro. but nah, I was just about to say, like looking back at 2022, um, you know, what I mean, it doesn't have to be the top thing. Like I know it's like hard to think on the spot, but like, what would you? What's your biggest takeaway from this year? Uh. Health, health is wealth, bro. That's yeah. my biggest takeaway from this year. Uh, the, that's kind of like I'm trying to like been more aware of just my overall just like physical mental health. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I feel like just naturally, the older you get, the more like your body like stops 
being on the same page as you as often as you want. Yeah. And as a result, like your mind too to a certain degree. So it's like the more you prioritize that, because it's like what you do now at this age or like this stage of your life translates to like the longevity that you want out of life, right? So yeah. I've just that's I, that's been like an important thing for me, and I've just been trying to be like aware of that more so than any other time in my life. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's just off the top of my head. That's that's what I can think of right now. No, I feel that. That's real, bro. Yeah, I mean, like shit, I'd say for me, bro, it's just really, I don't know, I'd say like my biggest takeaway from this year is really learning how to manage the energies that I have around me. And yeah. by energies, I mean just like the people, I, like I'm getting back to like, you know what I mean? I always talked, I, I always told you about how like me being an only child, like I've always just found peace with just being by myself. Yeah. But then also from the other aspect of that, of being an only child, I always just subconsciously had this need to just be around people. Yeah. Which is a weird dynamic because it's like when I'm around people, I can't wait to just get home. And then when I'm home, I'm like, fuck, I'm trying to go nah, do No, I feel something. that. My boy Aladdin used to tell me that shit all the time, too. Shout so, out to Aladdin. Shout out Aladdin, yeah. man. But um, yeah, no, so it's just one of those. Like, the one thing this year taught me is I really went, at least for the first half of the year, almost through the end of summer, damn near. Like, I kind of went away from that mindset. And I was just. You know what I mean? Kind of just wilding out and whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going, being on some fucking young shit, even though I ain't young, but like, you know what I mean? I mean, big, getting a little off track like we always do. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those, um, coming back towards the end of this uh, end of this year, I was able to just kind of reel it back in and I'm just like, you know what? I got to really like reevaluate like who I just have around me. That's not to say like I'm fucking just kicking it with knocks and fuckboys. I'm just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's just part it's of just, too. You got to filter the personalities that you... Exactly. Personalities, with. and then you just realize as you get older, bro, it's like you really ain't got room for everybody. Yeah, it's like what value is this person adding to my life? It sounds selfish, but really... No, like, like there's beauty and selfishness. Am I doing me. more for he, him or her, or is, is him or her adding any type of value to my life? It's just a fucking pain in the ass to be around. Literally. So You'd be yeah. surprised that once you really evaluate the list of people you associate with, how many fall into that category. I mean, shit, bro, write everybody's names down, and then for each person that you surround your time with, make a pro and con list. I know yeah. that sounds corny as fuck, but, like, if you start seeing, like, damn, bro, you got, like, two pros on this list and 15 cons, it's like, do I want you around? Yeah. A quick disclaimer to anybody watching this, that doesn't mean <laughs> if I hit you any time within the past two years... I'm still fucking with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still fucking it's with you. It's not to still... nobody in specific, Shout man. Shout out to all my people, man. I love y'all. Like, y'all know who you are, the ones you know who you are. You. Bro, the motherfuckers I'm referring to wouldn't be even watching this podcast right now. You know what I mean? promise you. But, yeah, man, it's just... And then you start realizing, bro, like, a lot of people are just... I'm, uh, they're just satisfied with the now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just enjoyment now. But there is, like, a... like. A benefit of that living in the moment, but not too much. But that, but that, that there's a difference to that, bro. Like living yeah. in the moment and just fucking only worried about the now. Short term pleasures. Best, yeah, that's the best way you can put it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can live in the now. Like going back to what you're talking about, as far as being healthy and like you know what I mean, going to the gym. You living in the now. Like you know what I mean? I got this plan to do A, B, and C today. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got to handle this, this, and this this week, then this month, versus. Ah right, man, let's go get fucked up tonight. Yeah, and just, then it's just, just avoiding any type of responsibility or like at yeah, all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel it. You're literally just trying to fucking find some ways to get your dopamine released right now. Yeah, man. Delayed gratification is the best type. That part, man. Yeah, bro. Well, it's been a cool year. I know this was a rocky year for the podcast. 
It's Lattic. always a rocky year for the Rockets. <laughs> 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 but it's all good. That's why we're the two-coin podcast. <laughs> we give the people what they want. It's all good, man. It wouldn't be as good of a podcast if we didn't make our viewers miss us. Nah, that part, bro. We appreciate y'all. Just don't forget about us. Yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> nah, man. It was a good one. Another one for the books. Hey, Happy yes, sir. Year, my guy. We try, to get, we try to get a couple more before the end of the year. <laughs> I mean, we for sure try to get one maybe before New Year's. Remote is always an option. It is. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Fucking this next, uh, when I go back home and what uh, visit my folks on Sunday, I'm gonna be gone for like ten days. Yeah, I'm disconnecting from everything, bro. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I didn't get to go to. I didn't get to go home for Christmas last That's year. Family time. And then on top of that, one of my mom's sisters just flew in, and then uh, my other cousin, she's coming in too. Yeah. So it's just one of those like you got to give them your undivided attention. That part, bro. And I just feel like I just I just need that like. Rebalance. I didn't get to go home for Thanksgiving just because I was working and shit. Yeah. And then you know what I mean. Didn't get to like I said. Didn't get to go home for Christmas last year or Thanksgiving last year. So it's just like you want to really enjoy it. Yeah, bro. I was telling Alex, I'm like, damn, bro. This is like the first holidays I'm going back in two years. That's what makes it sweet, though, bro. One hundred percent. But yeah, now we for sure gonna try to. Um, we for sure gonna try to get at least one more in before the end of the year. Yeah, bro. But hey, I'm glad we just got one. We got one in like around the holidays. In that part. Well, hey, man. Merry Christmas to y'all. Happy New Year's. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, happy Kwanzaa. Ha- <laughs> happy Happy Holidays. Let's happy Holidays. Way. I ain't never met a nigga that celebrate Kwanzaa. But anyway, uh, on behalf of the Two Coin Podcast, it's your brother Waleed signing out. And I'm Ronnie, the other side of the coin. Yeah. Yeah.